is the one thing that makes you think of summer? Well, like, it's not th- camping anymore. No, no. I, I've ruined that. I've ruined that for you guys. It's not barbecuing. I know that. <laughs> it's not barbecuing. Yeah. I'm just ruining summer all the way around. Yeah, I've ruined camping and barbecuing. Today I'm going to ruin water parks. What? Don't do that. I'm ruining water parks. You're a bastard. Well, I guess you're making me ruin it because I'm telling the story. Yeah. Yay! I get to ruin them by proxy. Research guy for the win. No, Eric always likes to pass off all shit on somebody else. Yeah. You're my weapon now. <laughs> I'm monkey. Cool. Weapon for ruining fun. Yay. Hell yeah. Hey, so, at least it's not me. <laughs> Yeah, I'm normally okay with it's that. her. Yeah, it's normally me. Hold on, let me check with my wife. <laughs> yeah. He doesn't need to check with me. He's using me as a scapegoat to be the asshole. No, he's just using me now. Yeah, yep. I'm okay with that. You knew what you signed up for. I did. I didn't know what I signed up for. Welcome, guys, to Creeps in the Crypt. Today, Sam is going to be telling us about what? Lake Shawnee Amusement Park. So Lake Shawnee is kind of close to home for me as a West Virginia boy. <laughs> um, not too far from home. No? So, no. In fact, most of the research from this came from a newspaper from my hometown of Beckley. Cool. So I love when that happens. I love yeah, using like it was local. really neat. I had to look at that for a second. I was like, is this like recent? Like, did you go to this place? No, no. I've <laughs> never been here. Is that what's wrong with you? I've never been here. <laughs> okay. But anyway, Sam, take it away. So the skeletal remains of the small Lake Shawnee amusement park create an eerie atmosphere, which is appropriate given the site's dark history. It's associated with an infamous conflict between Native Americans and the Clay family of white settlers. In April of 1774, Mitchell Clay obtained a crown grant from Lord Dunmore I had someone, I don't, I want to say, like, Lord Dunmore. I mean, feel free, do accents, dude. Do accents. It's so hard to, like, do it regular. Lord no, Dunmore. just fucking go for it. <laughs> the royal governor of Virginia, it was 803 acres of land that covered both sides of the Bluestone River, a tributary of New River, named Cloverbottom. Within the next year, he, his wife, and children moved onto the land and started cultivating it and living off of it, creating their homestead, which was the first white settlement within Mercer County. The Clay family made for themselves a prosperous farm, which contained a field for livestock, a tobacco field, wheat field, an orchard, and kitchen garden, as well as their home, which they built. In August of 1783, After Clay had harvested his grain crop, he and his sons had started to build fences around the stacks of grain to keep the livestock from reaching it when they wandered into the fields. Clay delegated the job to build the fences to his teenage sons, Ezekiel and Bartley. On a day when Clay had gone hunting, he never imagined what he would find when he returned that evening. While Bartley and Ezekiel were busy at work building the fences, their sisters were washing on the banks of the river, and their mom and younger children were inside the house. At some point, eleven Indians crept up on the two young men, and suddenly the sound of a gunshot echoed through the area. Bartley had been shot and killed by one of the Shawnee encroaching on the farm. 
the girls had heard the shot and immediately headed towards the house, literally running into the Shawnee on the property. One of the older daughters, Tabitha, saw one of the Indians attempting to scalp her brother, Bartley, so she attacked him, attempting to reach for his knife. She struggled viciously, eventually losing the fight and succumbing to several stab wounds from the assailant. Dude, that is some gangster shit. I don't know how 11 people just sneak up on you. Dude, they're Native Americans, man. I know, but 11, that seems that seems a, like a lot of people to be moving that quietly. Maybe they were skinwalkers. Stop saying that out loud at night. Dude, the, the I mean. The ninjas of the, of the West. Y- you got to remember, the Native American people are renowned hunters and trackers. So they can move silently through the woods. But that's a lot. That's 11 people to be that quiet. Yeah. That's Where did they get a gun from? I thought they didn't believe in guns. It's 1700, dude. So would they get it? Like they and the Shawnee Indians are actually like documented for their savagery on the battlefield. Like, I had never heard of the Shawnee. Dude, they kind of did some really bad shit like eat people. Oh, they did burn into cannibalism. Okay, they're right up your alley, Christian. Oh, yeah, they, yeah, they're they very on <laughs> brand for oh, our show. I don't have show. a pattern or anything. I'm just... <laughs> <laughs> they're very on brand. They are very, very on brand. brand. Yeah. Seems like, I mean, we're talking about them, so here we are. <laughs> Somehow it always leads back to cannibals. Does, <laughs> Somehow. Does cannibalism come into the story at all? No. Oh, really? But arts and crafts do, so go ahead. <laughs> I like arts and crafts. I feel like I'm not going to like these arts and crafts. <laughs> <laughs> During the fight, a man whose name lived in infamy for many generations, Ligon Blankenship, had called on the Clay household and witnessed the attack from the side of the house. Mrs. Clay begged him to get involved to save her children who were being attacked, but instead he turned around and fled to the nearest settlements at New River to report that the Clay family had all been attacked and killed by Indians. Needless to say, his name was tarnished for quite some time as a coward. I don't blame him. Yes and no. He's a man. He should have done it. There's 11... Native Americans who just literally stabbed a girl to death and scalped two boys and are in the midst of scalping the little girl. Look, Kenny Rogers said it best. You got to know when to hold him and know when to fold him, dog. <laughs> like, I'm, I'm getting the fuck out of Dodge. You're bringing Kenny Rogers into I, this? I am. You got to know when to hold him, know when to fold him, and get the fuck out of there, man. You're outnumbered. What are you going to do? Die? I don't know. Do something. Do something manly. It's funny. No, didn't everybody carry Not a goddamn gun? That. Weren't you right? like born and then like maybe the toler- musket in your hands? Yeah, yeah, but you gotta, you gotta <laughs> like play the odds. around for like five years and then they gave you a fucking shotgun. You're like, yeah. here you go. This is your new toy. Yeah. The doctor just delivers you and all, they just fire a shotgun right over your head. Yes. Get you get, get you, you out you of that mindset of being gunshot. Shot. Smell of gunpowder. Yes. Mm-hmm. Acclimated to it. Yep. Like mother's milk. Gunshot. Went. <laughs> but but for real though, you gotta know the odds. You're like, I am severely outnumbered. They do have firearms. They'll just kill me right away. Let me go get help. What am I going to do? Yeah, I don't know. There was definitely some some racism back then we won't get into. But I went to middle school with a girl whose last name was Blankenship in Ooh. Virginia. Is well, she she's probably saying. I wonder if she's kin. Yeah, she might be kin. I mean, wouldn't be that far-fetched. I mean, Virginia, West Virginia. I'm just pretty- over the Blue Ridge Mountains. Yeah, then, oh, yeah, they're definitely probably kidding somewhere along the, the line. The Piedmont area, the, app, mm. the Blue Ridge Mountains. The Appies. 
The Appies. The Appalachians. <laughs> where everything bad happens. <laughs> Don't look into the woods. Oops, I spoiled something. The Shawnee, yep, yeah, you did. The Shawnee scalps Tabitha and Bartley while capturing Ezekiel and taking him alive as their prisoner back into the woods from which they came. Mrs. Clay, distraught and in shock, managed to pull her two children's lifeless bodies from outside into the home, and then she and the younger children fled on foot six miles to the Bailey settlement to seek assistance. Dude, she walked or ran six fucking miles. That's That's how far away your neighbors are. That's pure adrenaline. Could you imagine living in the wilderness and the closest person to you is six miles away? That's insane. That's comforting and then also not comforting. That is horrifying. But like, fuck people. Yeah, there's but there is shit out in the woods that we do not comprehend. We don't look in the trees. Don't look in the trees, guys. Don't look in the trees. You should know by now, if you listen to this show, don't go camping. Be careful where you eat barbecue. Don't eat the barbecue on the roadside stand. And after this episode... Don't. Don't go to the water park. And it's not the ringworm that's going to get you. That's <laughs> not the ring. Oh, my God. <laughs> Why? When Mr. Clay made it home and discovered his two children's lifeless bodies, he assumed that his entire family had been killed or captured. He fled off into the night through the woods, heading for the settlements at New River to get help. During his travel into the woods, he ascertained that the Shawnee were following him on horses that they had stolen. He managed to evade them until morning when he finally reached Captain Matthew Farley, who rounded up a posse of men. Oh, they bring in the posse. They bring in the posse. You know shit's going to turn south when there's a posse. Yep. Mitchell Clay, Charles Clay, Mitchell Clay Jr., James Bailey, who is the son of Richard Peyton Bailey, William Wiley, Edward Hale, Joseph Hare, Isaac Cole, John French, and Captain James Moore who all went up to the clay property to view the gory scene and plan their next move against the Shawnee. Sounds like a Wild West movie. I know. The good, the bad, and the ugly. Tumbleweed just roll by. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> that was my poor attempt at whistling, Well, it's West Virginia. Way. It might be a moonshine bottle. I like moonshine. It is a, it is a good, uh, good beverage. Apparently, upon leaving the clay property, the Shawnee broke off into two groups, both traveling two different paths. One group of Shawnee went down West Fork of the Coal River over Cherry Pond Mountain, while the other group traveled down the Pond Fork of the river on the other side of the mountain. So they're just like flanking the, the river? Yeah. The posse of men followed the trail that led them to the group of Shawnee at the Pond Fork, where they were able to surround them in the night. The group decided to wait until the break of dawn's first light to attack the natives making sure that they had the upper hand with men above and below them on the hill. As soon as one of the natives awoke in the morning, he spotted Edward Hale, and before he could warn the rest of the Shawnee, Edward shot him dead, awaking the rest of them. During the attack, two of the Indians were killed immediately while the other was wounded. He begged for his life to be spared, but seeing that Ezekiel was not among the group and realizing that they had split up, Charles Clay, who was only about 12 years old at the time, killed the Indian for what happened to his siblings. You go, Charles. Dude, he was a badass. Hell yeah. This dude's young as shit, killing Indians for revenge. I mean, he's basically like revenge. 25 on the prairie. He may be, twi- <laughs> he may be 12, but I'm surprised he's not married you know, by now. You know what? You bring up a good point. Yeah. I think the average 
like married rate on the prairie was like 14 for boys and 12 for women. Jesus. So he, he was essentially almost a man. He was a teenager at that point. Yeah. But you also, you know, you died by the time you were 40 and yeah, starting half young. the kids died from the rickets <laughs> or dysentery. Yeah. I mean, dysentery. I played Oregon Trail. I mean, <laughs> I played Oregon Trail. Fuck it. According to author David Emmons Johnston, he stated that the location in which this attack took place on the fork of the Pond River is in a location in Boone County off of the old property of L.D. Coon, who found a pile of rocks with a piece of an Indian hatchet in the general area. Because of the brutality of the deaths of the Clay children, Edward Hale and William Wiley took from the dead Indians strips of their hides which they turned into razor straps and kept in their family's possession for generations as a battle souvenir. So they skinned these Native Americans and turned them into fucking razor straps. Dude. What's a razor strap? So when you have a straight razor, old school like barbers and shit like that. So it's that, like a sharpening thing? It, yeah, it's like, yeah. yeah. So it's like a piece like, of hide. Yeah, they use like cattle can, hide usually. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, so they're using human flesh to sharpen their blades. These and they just like, keep this throughout their generations. Yeah. It's a family heirloom. Could you imagine marrying cool. Could you imagine marrying into a family and you get the you get the hide strap and your wife you're you get like the razor strap for your wedding present. Like I said, arts and crafts. <laughs> arts and crafts. I knew I wasn't gonna like those arts and crafts. <laughs> <laughs> Unfortunately, because the natives split up into two groups, the other group that evaded Mitchell Clay and his posse made it all the way to Chillicothe, Ohio, with their prisoner, Ezekiel Clay, whom they tortured and burned at the stake. Sadly, another one of the Clay children had perished at the hands of the native people who attacked them. That is one of the most brutal ways to go. I, th I, I honestly... Just, just fucking kill me like a quick blow, burning me alive. Fuck that shit, dude. Well, they didn't just do that. They tortured him first, where he's like just lost the will to live. Yeah, just enough to burn him at a stake. I mean, that was a popular way to to kill a motherfucker, though. Back in the day, yeah. Why was that so popular? They were just like I burn him. The pain and possibly like the purifying. Yeah, like fire. belief of fire. Yeah. Like it purifies the soul or some shit. I don't fucking know. After the brutal attack on their homestead, Phoebe Belcher refused to return to the clay farm and, and instead moved to Piersburg to be near her oldest daughter, Rebecca. She never stepped foot on the property again for the rest of her life. So it's said that the, um, the clay children that were murdered on the property are still buried there. They have two markers on the property, but they don't know if they're actually there or not. Are they just like blank? They might. Well, there's two markers up on a hill for the two clay children that were, you know, scalped. But snatch their wig. They they don't snatch know. They weave. Yeah. Damn. In like the worst way possible. Y'all get that hood shit up out of here. <laughs> In the 1920s, it was purchased by a man named Conley T. Snido, who turned it into an amusement park, which became a popular attraction for coal mining families in the area. The amusement park drew crowds, and the, so the sound of children's laughter filled the air every summer. 
Despite its popularity, the park was marred by tragedy. Between 1927, when the park opened, and 1966, when it finally closed, six people died at the Lake Shawnee Amusement Park, including the drowning deaths of two boys, one in the lake, which wasn't used for swimming, and another in the pond. So how are you going to have a lake and you can't swim in it? It was just there for being there. That's so fun. I want to swim in the lake. Well, so did that boy that drowned, but... Maybe not that lake, but I like lake. I like swimming in the lakes. A mother left her son at the park in the morning and planned to return later on to pick him up. However, when she returned, he was nowhere to be found. After a search of the grounds, his body was found floating in the swimming pool, drowned. Yeah, she had like... You just want to drop your kid off. Yeah, she dropped him off at like eight in the morning or some crazy shit and then showed back up. She's like, where's my son? And, uh, but this what, was like in the what 1920s and 30s. Uh, it was along that time period. I don't have the exact years, but I do know what happened to him. So I this I didn't put it in the notes just so we could talk about it. So he actually got his arm stuck in the drain. <gasps> the main drain. Yeah. Shit. So it sucked him down, and he couldn't get out. And he drowned. So he drowned. Mm-hmm. They well, had to yeah, fish that him main out. drain cover is off mm-hmm. you're going down there ain't nothing that can no. take that you you're not coming out you're that's like one out. of my biggest fears dude the not last summer but two summers ago 19 main drain covers were pulled off by renters i believe what the it fuck dude I 19 it. i don't understand why they feel like they need to pull it off i'm like you do who are you trying to kill yeah that's, what I, that's but, immediately well, my first thought yeah but you don't understand like this is gonna like suck somebody down. especially somebody that's like a child that's small 19 that's crazy you better hope you don't like land on that thing on your ass it's gonna suck your intestines out through your mm-hmm. butt fucking mm-hmm. for real the amount of force no it, it really will no i believe it it will <clears throat> yeah it was one of the first things i learned about main drains it was yeah fun fun times wait what does somebody actually sit their ass on me i don't want to know how they know how they found that out i think that's happened before because i've always heard urban legends of that like is a kid is a kid that would always like freak me out it's like having my intestines sucked out through my ass (laughs) you you mean you have different things to be afraid of children (laughs) i've all all right i live a very paranoid life (laughs) you don't say yeah that's why i host this show I mean, butt stuff. I don't do butt stuff, so there's well, you that. You don't ever have to worry about a pool sucking your intestines out through your butt. Nope. No, I don't. Oh. Just, I would avoid water parks. <laughs> Thanks for ruining this, everything this whole, for this me, Eric. Sh- this whole yeah. show is just Eric ruins everything. Yeah, you ruined arts and crafts. Right? You're ruining arts and crafts. I'm ruining barbering for people now. <laughs> <laughs> this episode's a twofer. I ruined barber. Shit. No, it's, no, it's a trifecta. Yeah, yeah, you ruined oh, well, you anal. Didn't ruin anal for me. Okay, um, well, you ruined anal for our listeners because if they were ever thinking about trying it, all they can think about is having intestines their intestines ripped out. Yeah, looking like a spaghetti down a garbage disposal. Oh, what the fuck is wrong with you? <laughs> Stop. <laughs> if it's not an episode where Sam does not. <laughs> Dry heave once. <laughs> At least once. It was not a good episode. Hashtag Sam Dry Heave. (laughs) Once per episode. Yep. At least once. At least once. It's usually from a comment or something that she's read. It's 90% from a comment. The pool was quickly and quietly filled up with sand. 
No one spoke of the death, but another one would soon transpire. A little girl in a pink ruffled dress met her end after climbing into the circle swing set. The circling swing set, like the thing that... Yeah, the spinning the, the swing thing. set. Okay. Yep. She was killed after a truck backed into the path of the swing. Oh, so shit. So the trucks back then were not built like the same box trucks you see today, where it's like fiberglass covering it. No, it was like solid aluminum. fucking steel. Oh, were they like steel? Yeah, it was like those old milk trucks you see back what in the day. What the fuck? Jesus. So she hit this motherfucker at full force. Would she pop like a pinata? We'll find out here oh in a second. Oh my god, you're ruining pinatas now! <laughs> this is the episode where Sam just quits. <laughs> oh, oh, I want to read this next one. Oh, it yeah. said that the little girl hit the truck with so much force that her pink dress had become completely red from all the blood. Pinata. Shut up, Christian. Pinata. I imagine it much being like... Like a watermelon. Like when the bug hits the windshield of your car. Oh. Just a big fucking red smear. Oh, God. Down the side of it. Oh, God. Was there, like, aftermath? Did people get sprayed? There oh, had to, God. There had to be people um, that were, like, covered. And I don't said, know how it didn't hit more people. It, it there had really to, weirds that me much out. Force, there had to, oh, God, we're well, going to discuss Sam in this. Well, here's the thing. If there's tons of people on this ride, how was it just the one swing? Maybe there wasn't. Maybe it wasn't, like, a full ride. That's the only thing I can think. Or she was so light that it swung outward. That is a very good point. Maybe. And it like clipped her in a way. But now I'm terrified. Oh, she hit the corner. She hit the corner and just like just exploded. Pretty you much. You know like from Terminator when they he like shoots him with the shotgun and he's like all mangled and shit? That's all I'm thinking about, but mm. just with blood. Oh my god. <laughs> How do you take it there? So Lake Shawnee, the sight of such violence, joy and tragedy went quiet. It may have been that the reputation that caused the attraction to close or simply the fact that less and less coal miners lived in the area in the second half of the 20th century as coal mines closed and laid off workers. Whatever the reason, the parks had abandoned for almost 20 years before the property was rediscovered. So, little known fact, Conley Snitto's daughter died, like young daughter died in an elevator accident so i think after that little girl died that might have been the the final straw no that was that was the final straw but there's always been like weird deaths around the park too Mm -hmm. like when it first opened up as an amusement park there was a boy that was struck and killed by a drunk driver it didn't happen on the grounds but i found out about it so he was like struck and killed near the park so there's just been like these weird occurrences mm-hmm. of just like death happening around this place. In 1985, Gaylord White had worked at the park in his youth, decided to try his hand at reopening the park. The name rules. <laughs> Gaylord. Makes me think of Meet the Fockers. Fucking <laughs> for real. That's all. <laughs> the old rides had been sold off. But the Whites decided the swings and a Ferris wheel were necessary to revive Lake Shawnee. Are you, you effing kidding me? I bet you can't guess what happens next. They brought in a Ferris wheel, 
But the acquisition of swings is an interesting story. They found a swing in New Jersey, loaded it up, and brought it back. When they got back to the park, they ran the serial numbers and found that it was the exact same swing that was at the park before. Pinata. Dude, the, I full-heartedly believe that there are things out there that are just destined to be trapped at a location. You burn it. The odds that you would find the exact same swing. In New Jersey. In Jersey. After they sold it. They're like, we, Gaylord White was like, I need a replica. I need the swing that looks just like the one that was here. And damned through the cosmos, bought the original fucking swing. With the core rides in place, the Whites added some smaller kiddie rides like paddle boats, bumper boats, and a stage for entertainment. On the 4th of July weekend of 1987, the Whites had bands playing 24 hours a day, and with admission of just $1, he said he thinks they saw close to 10,000 people. That's pretty fucking awesome that he kept yeah. the admission cost at a dollar. That's awesome. Because that let everybody come. Yeah. This was like the fucking happening spot. Well, something was happening all right. Well, we'll get more into that in a minute. But oh, you mean there's more? Oh, always. <laughs> but seriously, though, like, <laughs> you, you have to think this is a very blue-collar area. Right. It's all coal miners. On the weekends, they're looking for something to do with their families. Right. They take them out to this amusement park that... And they're not working high-paying jobs. They are no. working jobs just to get no. by. Right. Like, so a dollar admission. This is in like the eighties, right? Yeah, yeah. This is like eighty-seven. Like you're paying for an amusement park in the eighties. Like that. I mean, obviously, like the inflation. Bring the whole family. Yeah. yeah. Any anybody be able to afford yeah. a dollar to get? Bring in. your kids, friends, and cousins, and everybody. That's crazy that he kept it a dollar. That's, awesome. That's probably closer to what it was in the tw- in the twenties and thirties. Maybe he probably should have charged more. He probably should have just shut the doors. Probably should have charged more. But continue. After three years, though, skyrocketing insurance rates forced the closure of the amusement park, and the Whites began holding fishing tournaments and other events to keep the property active. While working on attractive land for mud bogging in the early 1990s, the Whites made a startling find. You know, it's sad that they had to close it due to insurance rates, but it makes, like, I get it. Well, there's been a whole lot of deaths on that property. I don't even think it's that. I think it's just insurance it went up as a as a whole. Because I don't think they offered the same stuff that they did back in the 20s and through the this 60s. This is also a different probably insurance yeah. situation yeah. considering that it's like amusement and there's, there's always injuries. Yeah, yeah There's exactly. always injuries. Their liability insurance must have been astronomical. Definitely, oh, not, definitely. not justified to... At charge dollar admission, but I get it. But that was smart. And one thing about the White family that we'll find out through this is they they're always quick to spin this to the next level. Like, how can we still make money off of this? Mm-hmm. So they offer fishing. They're mud working bogging. on mud bogging, all sorts of stuff. 
The whites were bulldozing, and they started finding artifacts. They found arrowheads, pottery, and pots. They So they stopped digging and said, this is pretty interesting. A team from Marshall University spent several years at Lake Shawnee uncovering artifacts and graves. They stopped digging when they started finding kids' graves. The experts say they believe there are about 3,000 bodies buried there. It's like fucking poltergeist, dude. Oh, my God. Fucking for real. 3,000 bodies. Native American burial grounds. Of children. That's why they wanted the clays off the property. It was sacred ground. Couldn't they just have, I don't know, said that? No, Why they have to kill everybody? No, because it's in like the 1700s. Uh, can't lang- say the that. language barrier, bro. Yeah, you know how you say things? Pew, pew, motherfucker. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's pretty accurate. That was everything in the West. Everything Taking was... your scalp, son. I mean, they made an entire series about standoffs at sundown. I mean, that's how you solve things back in the West. <laughs> I believe it was high noon, but uh, I get what you're saying. I mean, that's, what they, that's how they solve things. Okay, I don't like you. Oh, I don't like you either. Instead of blocking somebody, I'll you meet just, you in the town center. Yeah, instead, of blocking, instead of blocking somebody, that's how they should bring I that challenge back. you to a duel. From now on, no more Facebook blocking people. You challenge them to a duel at high oh, man. <laughs> Andrew Jackson, my favorite president, <laughs> master of duels. He challenged him to a duel at, fi- at high noon, and whoever lives or gives up is the one. That- <laughs> how do you give up? You get shot. That's giving up. You get shot, you give up. You die. It's win or die. That's giving up. All right. You didn't try hard enough. (laughs) You got a participation trophy. Participation trophy. (laughs) In your casket with you. You don't even get that. Yeah, you're dead. (laughs) You get a participation trophy. Participation trophy. There's no participation trophy. They didn't give those out. participation trophies. They give those out now. They didn't give those out in the Wild West. No, dingus. You didn't get buried with that They gave you a bullet. <laughs> That's, That's your participation that is trophy. Participation. For the love of God, Christian. They gave you a bullet and a pine box. <laughs> How many times are you going to fuck up participation trophy, I Christian? I don't know. Yes. <laughs> Christian <laughs> can't speak properly. Can't. Jeff, if you would like to go ahead and patch in the correct pronunciation of participation <laughs> for trophy for her. Participation trophy. <laughs> when you're editing this, please patch that in every time that she says it. The trophy. <laughs> The only thing they can figure out happened was they got some kind of flu or something, and to protect the rest of their tribe, everyone except for the kids and the elderly left. It's sad, but Marshall University thinks that that's what wiped out this Shawnee tribe back in the 1700s. In the mid to late 1990s, Gaylord and his family began offering campfire stories and tours of Lake Shawnee during Halloween week. So this is the gathering of the Midnight Society. Is this the OG? Yeah, this is like this is like the OG shit. And I want to go one uh, That'd be one Halloween. Freaking awesome! Like we we it might cost us a minute to like stack up and record. I'm down. It's only North Carolina. Or this is West Virginia. Yeah, it's West Virginia. It's so, only a six hour drive. Yeah, it's like a six and a half hour drive. Okay. We could we could definitely go to this. With so much tragedy in the history at one place, interest in Lake Shawnee grew. Paranormal groups and ghost hunters began contacting the whites for permission to visit. In recent years, those phone calls have increased significantly as people read about Lake Shawnee on the internet. 
Those calls haven't just been from individuals, though, as networks such as the Travel Channel, Discovery Channel, ABC Family, and National Geographic have all filmed on location at Lake Shawnee. White has even done a phone interview with the Howard Stern Show. When the Discovery Channel filmed, White says to one of his investigators that got stuck in the old ticket booth and went into such a panic that she had to go to the hospital in Princeton. She couldn't get out and was yelling for help, he said. It was a push door and she was pushing. So, yeah. Something trapped her in the ticket booth. That's terrifying. And if you look at pictures of the park today, it is fucking haunting. It's and like it, dilapidated. Yeah, it's it's like literally. Is it like Chernobyl's amusement yeah, park? Yeah, it literally looking? looks like Chernobyl's amusement park. <gasps> That's crazy. Nature's overtaken it. There's just vines growing over everything. Um, this old swing set's rusted out. But I want to ride the swings. Well, I'm not going to the swings. They said that the swings will move by themselves. Oh, I'm all about that. Um, so the little girl still supposedly haunts the swings. Sam, but you get want to go this. on the swing? I will not be your Aaron. <laughs> I'll go. On She's the Aaron. Don't let anybody tell you. <laughs> Christian can be the Aaron. Uh, Fifteen people were raped and murdered in this room in this amusement park, Sam. We're gonna need you to sit in here for a couple hours. <laughs> cool. I'm the paranormally sensitive one. That's fine. That that's even, fine. You're a walking trigger object. Thank you. I'm a freaking magnet. It's fine. Gaylord said he's seen the little girl a couple times, but unfortunately he's passed away. Mm-hmm. Him and his son and his wife have said that they've seen what looks like Gaylord on no the property <gasps> as a ghost. That's pretty cool. So clearly this this ground traps spirits. So Did he I die think, on the property? I believe so. Or there's residual energy left over. Yeah. Like I mean, it's like one of his favorite places. Yeah. So. He, like, he bought the fucking park because he worked He loved there. it. So why wouldn't he? But his wife, Jewel, changed how it works now. So it's not campfire stories. They call it the Dark Carnival. And it started in 2014. They kind of changed it all over. Mm-hmm. But they do the Dark Carnival every October. Homo about that. Please. So it's it's evil. It's evil carnival. It already uh, is evil. I'm always so excited. Can we so go? We can party and do spooky shit on a Native American burial ground in October. Yay. I'm down. I hear all check boxes. Like, <laughs> check, check, check. I'm it down. won't be this year, but maybe next year we'll fucking we'll go up there. Sam looks so enthused. She's so she, excited. She really does. I'm going to have to go bring bring my, uh, get some crystals. Sam, Sam's on ticket and duty. Some Sam is going to be stuffing her fucking bra with be crystals. covered. There's just going to be a vapor trail of sage behind her. <laughs> the Palo Santo wood. It's more effective. She's going to have like her own rock bed living in her bra. Just Sam, to, just to make life I'm easier. Be mining in my brain. <laughs> oh wait, hold on. Do you need something? Hold, hold on. on. Do you me... need some jade? <laughs> I could take this to a whole different level, but I'm not going to. Uh, I'm not going to that place. Are you trying to get your rocks off over there? <laughs> <laughs> Fucking maybe. <laughs> no, I was saying you're on ticket boot duty, but you know. who me? No, thank no, you. Her. I'm good. But oh. You could be on ticket boot duty. No, they don't Chris- want me because I'm already evil. 
They don't want me. They want the you innocent. You might be a magnet. I don't think I'm, I'm a, a magnet. ginger. How innocent can I be? Ex- well, that is true. We're going to have to test this theory out. We're yeah. going to have to test it. We're going to have to take you to a haunted <laughs> spot and literally throw you See to the wolves. See who is going to get the most activity. It watch will it be 1,000% me. be me. No, watch it be me. I'm going to be well, like, already, oh, damn it. I'm already sensitive to it. So, Well, guys, I think that's going to wrap it up for us this week for the summer of slaughter we're halfway through now see holy shit the summer of slaughter wasn't just about horrible murders it's also the slaughter of your summer fun i'm fucking it up for everybody courtesy of eric yes you learn arts and crafts facts you can make a what is it called a razorback razor strap razor Razor strap out of uh, native american skin yes it works very effectively can it be any skin yeah, I mean, I guess. Yeah, sure. And you but. can go mud bogging anywhere. Facts. You can't go mud bogging on a Native American burial ground. They stop What happens that. if you get stuck? Are you, like, haunted stuck or, like, really stuck? Is there a difference? So uh, Some who, rednecks, like, running over, like, a sacred piece of pottery. And he's like, hell yeah, man. This is the best damn oh moonshine carrier I've ever seen. I can only imagine. <laughs> They just they just shotgun a beer out Some of like fucking one tooth wonder out in West Virginia is like got his uh, S ten shotgun and beers out of fucking Native American pottery. There's an old joke that's like what's three miles long and only has one tooth. Do you guys know? No, no. It's the West Virginia funnel cake line at the state fair. <laughs> I believe that as somebody that has been to West Virginia. All right, drop the socials. Number one. Thank you for listening and dealing. Thanks for putting up with our shenanigans. Yeah, seriously. There takes two and three. It takes three of us to make the shenanigans. So with that, to continue on with the shenanigans, we need you guys' support. By giving us support, you need to download the episodes. Make sure you download the episodes. Yes. And if you follow. Yes. Go to our Facebook or Instagram. Go follow it. Please like the photos. If you do listen on Apple, leave us a five-star review if you like the show and leave a nice comment for us. We do read those and we do take your notes into consideration. Mm-hmm. So please, 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 if you listen on Apple, leave us a review. Do you guys have anything else? No, I'm pretty good with it right now. All right. Mm-hmm. Next week, I'm ruining McDonald's for everybody. Okay. I mean, it's not necessarily a bad thing. Are you about to start the skinny phase for America right now? (laughs) Hot girl summer. (laughs) I'm going to ruin McNuggets for everybody. Oh, God. Oh, no. All right. Bye, guys. Bye. And make sure you follow the episodes. Follow them. Download them. Do the things. For real. Stay creepy. Yeah. Bye, stay creepy. Bye.